Welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at more than 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that help power their emerging market business strategies. The focus of today's podcast is the outlook for Turkey, especially amidst the rising instability and insecurity in the country, as well as uh, problems like currency volatility that a lot of multinationals are concerned about. My name is Martina Bozajeva, and I'm Frontier Strategy Group's head of EMEA Research. I'll be moderating today's podcast, and I'm joined by Zeynep Kusereselu, our Turkey analyst. Um, as a reminder, this podcast and all of FSG's content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Zeynep, welcome, and thanks very much for joining me. You're just back from Turkey, so looking forward to hearing a little bit about the business sentiment on the ground. But um, I'd like to start first by understanding the socioeconomic and political situation in the market. Obviously, a lot of things have gone wrong since the June elections, and uh, we're now headed for a downside scenario for this market. So uh, give us an update of where we stand today. Sure. Um, and you're right, I was in Turkey for a couple of weeks and had a chance to observe both the consumer and business outlook uh, in the market. Unfortunately, it is safe to say that both the sociopolitical tensions and expectations for um, the economy are not looking uh, great. Uh, in terms of the sociopolitical environment, we're seeing a pretty uh, significant um, deterioration of morale amongst the population. The breakdown of the Kurdish peace process, the increase in the attack by the PKK, the armed Kurdish forces within the country, um, are actually uh, significantly impacting the confidence levels of Turkish consumers. When we look at their expectations of the economy, when we look at the confidence levels of both the uh, consumers and the businesses, we can see that uh, high inflation and currency volatility significantly impacted their um, expectations from how the economy will unfold in the co next couple of weeks. So we're seeing a pretty pessimistic outlook uh, in the psychologies of both um, consumers and businesses at the moment. Mm -hmm. So sentiment has deteriorated. Now, before we talk about how this plays out more specifically, for those of our clients who are listening to this and want to understand a little bit better about why we ended up here, can you just help us understand how we went through uh, the, the past few months from elections that increased optimism about the market to a significant deterioration in the security and the political situation in the country? Sure, sure. Uh, in the past couple of months, we had a lot of events, actually, so it will be very good to have a little catch up. When we had the elections in June, the results did not grant the AKP the majority uh, seats it would need to form a single party government. And we were facing uh, a few options at that point, the most likely one being a coalition between uh, AKP and one of the opposition parties. In the weeks that followed, the AKP uh, failed to form a government with any of the opposition parties, uh, whether it be the CHP, the central-left party, the MHP, the nationalist one, or the HDP, the pro-Kurdish party, which it did not even negotiate with. So we ended up in a situation where uh, once the coalition negotiations failed, we had to um, have new uh, elections. And these were scheduled by the president 
uh, for November 1st. And in the midst of this uh, process, we also saw a deterioration of the peace process between the Turkish government and the Kurdish forces. We've seen attacks increase by both the Turkish army against the PKK uh, and by the PKK against uh, Turkish uh, security officials, whether it be uh, army or uh, police personnel. And in the meantime, we also saw the Turkish government announce that it would increase its intervention against uh, Syria or let's say in Syria, against uh, terrorist forces, as it calls. And these terrorist forces include both ISIS uh, and the PKK. And this means that we are seeing increased threat of an attack by the PKK, of course, but also ISIS uh, from Syria. So we've seen a deterioration of both the security situation as well as the political certainty that we were hoping to get after the June elections. Mm -hmm. So from a security perspective, we have two separate things going on, although they are connected. One is actual fighting and attacks, especially in the eastern part of the country. Plus, you have ex very high terrorist uh, attack risk, including in places like Istanbul. Mm -hmm. We do have uh, the risk of a terrorist attack in some of the major cities of Turkey um, higher than what we had before, let's say, last year. We've, um, I think, seen a deterioration of, of ISIS uh, expectations and point of view towards the Turkish government, which could um, lead to an attack. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this doesn't sound very good. Um, how are consumers and businesses adjusting to this environment and what can we expect uh, going into next year? Well, I think this is an interesting environment for um, both the consumers and the businesses in the country. We have been used to the uh, single-party government in the past 10 years and um, the businesses have been especially uh, taking advantage of these uh, political certainty um, that drove both economic policymaking as well as um, kind of changes in the legal environment and, and the stability in financial markets, of course. So what we um, are seeing now is um, both businesses and consumers trying to adjust to this uncertain environment. And this is leading to pessimism uh, by the consumers and uh, a kind of hesitancy by businesses in increasing their investments. So we're seeing um, both uh, the entire private sector kind of slowing down its operations and waiting for signs of certainty, which we've which we've been kind of observing in Turkey for the past uh, year. W businesses have been waiting for signs of certainty, but it's failing to come, unfortunately. So, uh, I mean, sooner or later, they're going to stop waiting and, and, and start to make some decisions. Do you think that is more likely after the November elections? What happens after those elections? Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, that will again depend on the results. But uh, whether we see a uh, single party government or a coalition government, we do expect the business um, environment, uh, the business uh, circles, as well as the financial um, investors see the formation of any sort of a government as a sign of certainty. And we will see a slight increase in confidence at that point. However, even up until then, we can see certain Turkish um, conglom conglomerates and uh, strong Turkish companies still continuing to invest. Um, but these are only uh, very financially very strong companies, uh, not necessarily any SMEs, uh, small or medium enterprises, or um, hesitant uh, businesses. What we can expect to see after November elections is a slow increase, a gradual increase in, in investment if the election results give confidence to, to the business environment. If we again enter a coalition negotiation process where none of the parties are constructive and our expectations deteriorate further, then we will see even a further contraction in the private sector, I believe. Mm -hmm. And what do the polls tell us about the potential election results right now? Up until now, none of the polling results uh, show 
a confident win uh, for the AKP um, and its ability to form a single party government. So we're still looking at a pretty high likelihood of a coalition um, or, or of having to have coalition negotiations. Um, however, this can change. We, we've seen polling results change quite significantly as we come closer to elections. So we will have to wait and see a few more weeks to have a better understanding of the um, the likely outcome from the elections. Mm -hmm. So any government is better than no government, but that alone is not going to be sufficient. So let's say we do get a new government. What are the key policy priorities that we would want them to have in order to stabilize the situation? Is it a question of foreign policy? How do you think they might affect the economy? Unfortunately, in the past few months, what has happened has set Turkey on a path Uh, that is pretty unstable, regardless of what kind of uh, government we get uh, in November. So what we need to see are, is a very strong government, um, not only in terms of the seats it has in the in the parliament, but also in the type of messages it can translate to the population. Um, and it has to do so on a number of issues. The first one would be just to simply emphasize a constructive and harmonious relationship between different populations of, uh, of the country. We've seen a significant rise in polarization, Uh, amongst the societies and we need this to ease in order for the confidence of consumers to, to pick up. We also need to see from this new potential government a restart to a genuine peace process with the Kurdish populations. If we see the coalition or a single party government uh, continuing hostile um, rhetoric against the Kurdish populations, we, we could continue to see PKK attacks, even a, an increase to those attacks. We also would like to see concrete policies um, being communicated in regards to Turkey's position and expectations uh, from the conflict in Syria, as well as the rising uh, number of refugees and what the government is planning to do uh, to deal with this problem. Um, we have seen um, very intermittent com commentary from the current government regarding its position towards Syria, but we would uh, it would be important for business environment to see a, a longer-term view on how the Syrian conflict could be resolved, rather than its simple impacts on uh, security at the borders for Turkey. And um, we also would be um, looking to see whether the new government would be providing any sort of uh, direction towards structural reforms for the economy. Um, it will be difficult for the government to start implementing structural reforms immediately after it comes to power, but bringing these back to the agenda would give significant confidence to uh, the business environment. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there's probably a lingering question on our listeners' minds right now about the exchange rate. In this context and with the impending uh, US uh, Federal Reserve interest rate hike as well. So given everything that you've described, how problematic do you think this is going to be for multinationals? Well, uh, we have different uh, factors influencing the rate of the Turkish lira uh, at the moment. So um, we have to be monitoring a couple of different uh, variables. And the first one would be, as we've talked about, the domestic situation. And this domestic uh, situation um, is regardless of what kind of government we get in November, is not looking like it would have the most positive effect on the Turkish lira. We expect that if we get a single party government um, in November, the Turkish lira should gain some value against the dollar and, and the, the euro, uh, but that could be very temporary. Um, we would be looking at a lot of uh, major political issues, uh, as we've mentioned, to be resolved in 2016. We'd be looking at a still continuing um, terrorist attack threats from PKK and ISIS, um, and um, tensions between 
Gulen, the Gulen movement and uh, the AKP. These all influence uh, financial market sentiment uh, about the Turkish lira, about Turkey itself, and could influence the rate of the Turkish lira and maintain volatility. But alongside the domestic factors, we're looking at a few external factors. First one being the U.S. Federal Reserve's uh, interest rate hike. Once we do get our interest rate uh, increase from from the Fed, the Turkish lira will depreciate. We expect around at least five percent. Uh, and if the rate hikes continue in 2016, we would also see um, this impacting the Turkish lira continuously, albeit with a lower impact uh, uh, as we move forward. Mm-hmm. So, what is the forecasted exchange rate for the dollar? Uh, for next year? Well, at the moment, we're looking at 3.4 as an uh, average for um, the US, uh, for the Turkish lira against uh, the US dollar. Um, this is uh, based on a few assumptions. The first one being that we would get an interest rate hike sometime end of um, uh, 2015, which would drive uh, an enter, with, which would drive us to enter a 2016 with a depre- depreciated exchange rate, and the second assumption is that the Federal Reserve would continue intermittently to increase interest rates um, as um, the data from the U.S. economy supports that decision, uh, and that the, the lira would continue to depreciate with that. But we are we would be revising that forecast depending on first of all what happens in November elections, what happens uh, with the policy of the Turkish. Central bank, whether it decides to increase interest rates as well, and the decisions, of course, of the U.S. Federal Reserve. So there was some good news, Zeynep. Uh, what are some factors that could help the Turkish economy going into next year? Hopefully, there's some that you can tell us. Uh, hopefully, there will be some, and we will hope to see increased uh, positive um, factors for the Turkish economy. The first one that we're looking at is uh, is low oil prices. Um, regardless of um, what happens d- uh, politically in Turkey, low oil prices are a good, um, good influence on the Turkish economy. We're looking to see a continuation of low global prices, uh, low global oil prices in 2016, and this has a significant impact on Turkey's current account deficit, which should allow actually the uh, Turkish lira to stabilize uh, in 2016, or at least be a stabilizing factor against all these instabilizing factors that we've talked about. Mm, However, we want to also manage these expectations about how quickly this low global oil prices could translate into low um, petroleum prices at the pump for Turkish consumers. We are looking to see slightly lower prices for consumers in 2016, but for prices to fluctuate significantly as the Turkish petroleum company tries to both translate these prices for consumers but also improve its own finances but at the same time we also have a lot of uh, fixed tax on petroleum prices so that was going to just simply keep prices at a, at a pretty high level regardless of the global um, oil prices mm-hmm. alongside that we're also looking um, to um, see so certain levels of pickup in industrial production next year if the European economies, uh, especially key economies like Germany and France, continue to uh, see a rise in their in their own industrial production, as as they pick up their economies, the demand for Turkish industrial exports increases, and we could see um, a certain uh, hope of an increase I- in that area. And Turkish exporters are struggling with a lack of co- countries to export to in the MENA region and a slow growth uh, of exports to the uh, African countries. So any pickup in uh, European economies would be a positive. Uh, Um, impact on Turkey. Mm -hmm. Great. So in this environment, what do you think are going to be the biggest challenges that multinationals should plan for in their 2016 strategies for Turkey? 
Mm-hmm. Well, the first one, the immediate one we would like to highlight to clients would be increased price competition. Price competition is already a problem for a lot of our clients in Turkey, uh, but um, we are seeing definitely sticky inflation continuing uh, to impact consumer um, purchasing power um, because this high inflation is not caused by uh, an uptick in demand, but rather by um, higher um, producing costs and uh, pricing costs uh, from supplier sides. Um, so that would continue to pressure consumer budgets and push them to kind of prefer lower priced alternatives. And uh, what are some strategies that uh, companies can implement? I mean, is this a question of um, rethinking the product categories that you play in and trying to move more towards premium or trying to emphasize lower cost brands? I imagine some of this would also cost trading down by consumers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do expect that uh, consumers that are in the mid-income levels could be trading down um, as uh, we go into 2016 and inflation remains high. So um, for companies uh, that are vulnerable to and this price competition, it will be very important to determine their main customer base and see how vulnerable their main customer base is to um, this high, uh, continued high inflation. And either, as you've mentioned, trying to prefer um, to focus on their, um, the more niche customers and uh, or their niche products and their more high income customers, or um, to try to potentially increase their customer base simply as uh, a means to overcome um, a certain decline in the purchasing power of their current customer base. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll also see the Turkish government become price sensitive, say in government tenders and purchases? Well, um, in, in terms of the uh, government, we don't expect to see a significant increase in price sensitivity, but definitely not an improvement uh, in terms of their approach to uh, pricing, especially, for example, in the healthcare sector. We expect that the government budget would be under strain by uh, increased security expenditures next year, as well as the continued uh, efforts to maintain fiscal discipline and a good um, uh, budget uh, balance. So we don't expect to see increased funding for um, for new projects that uh, could uh, potentially see an rise in, in the prices that they would like to purchase at. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. What other problems? <laughs> well, uh, we're looking at, as we've mentioned, an increased level of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And that would um, or could actually create problems for our, com- for our clients in obtaining payments from their business partners in the country. As and if uncertainty continues, we are seeing and observing that uh, local companies are trying to prepare for continued uncertainty, which means they would like to maintain more cash at their books and could prefer to delay payments to their foreign suppliers as they want to prepare for certain um, strains on liquidity in the market if this uncertainty and currency volatility continues. So that's definitely a warning sign for for our clients. Mm -hmm. And and what can companies do now to get ahead of these potential problems with payment delays by partners? Mm -hmm. Well, there are a a few things our companies can can do. First of all, determine uh, which of their distributors or local partners are most vulnerable to uh, liquidity strains, uh, whether it be because of their own finances or um, their um, exposure to foreign currency uh, risk. Um, And it will be very important to determine with them on very much in detail the payment terms for 2016 um, and determine any risks and potential um, kind of solutions for those uh, that, that both parties agree on. Uh, but also it will be very important to determine their exposure, as we said, to foreign exchange risk and see whether our clients can support them uh, in times of uh, extreme currency volatility um, that could give them an incentive to continue making payments to, uh, to our clients. 
Mm-hmm. So much closer oversight and really partnering the planning process. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, since our clients obviously still need to make money in this market, are there any pockets of opportunity that they should explore more aggressively next year? Our clients could be looking at a number of different potential pockets of opportunity for themselves, um, either trying to uh, determine new um, customer bases where they could um, launch new products uh, to uh, pl- to appeal to new customer types, or they could be looking at whether they should um, narrowly focus on just the, their niche market. And we could be looking at also closely monitoring whether new potential upcoming government projects could be captured. Um, We don't expect to see a significant rise in government projects, but uh, definitely a continuation of the plans that the AKP set forward um, in the past uh, years, especially for the healthcare sector. Um, And our companies um, would benefit from close monitoring of how the new government would take up these previous plans and whether they want to continue um, large projects and could try to take uh, opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of this said, Turkey still remains a very attractive market, especially because some of its problems like currency volatility, like slowing growth are not um, unique to Turkey. Of course, the domestic conditions are a little bit different, but uh, Turkey is in a, in a neighborhood of other struggling markets, I would argue. So in this context, what are some investments that our clients should consider making in that market to ensure strong performance? Uh, and also to take advantage of any opportunities to do that now ahead of the curve. And you're you're very right, Martina. Turkey's fundamentals are actually still um, intact, and Turkey will continue to provide uh, opportunities for for our clients. And it's still growing uh, at a pretty uh, relatively good rate compared to most of its uh, neighbors. Uh, clients need to really think about what their long-term plans are for Turkey and where they are struggling the most in the country at the moment and determine certain strategic investments uh, accordingly. Uh, they would need to consider whether they need more um, marketing investments. And that's always very important for a country like Turkey where consumers are significantly influenced by branding and popularity of certain uh, names and uh, tend to um, stick with most of their earlier preferred uh, purchases rather than be uh, adventurous in their purchases, um, especially under this new price, newly increasing price competition environment we were talking about. But also, um, our clients could think about investments into new routes to market, whether it be e-commerce or other ones. Finding creative ways to reach uh, new customers will be vi- will be vital, especially as the younger populations in Turkey continue to um, purchase and become important um, clients or customers for for our clients. Uh, looking at establishing local manufacturing was also very important, not only for Turkey, but um, to be able to reach these uh, neighboring countries that we're talking about. As it becomes more unstable to reach countries in, in the MENA region, be- getting closer to them will be important to reduce transportation costs for, for our clients and being able to reduce some of the uh, impacts of currency volatility as they sell in Turkey as well, it will be very important. So local manufacturing could have quite a few um, positive impacts uh, on uh, the cost side of, uh, of our clients' businesses. But of course, this requires a lot of uh, planning and investment decisions as, as the companies look to plan for 2016 and even beyond. Uh, also, 
increasing distribution partners to be able to diversify some of the risk that we were mentioning could be an, an option for, for our clients. But again, uh, this would depend on their sector uh, as well. Um, but especially as the currency, the Turkish lira is weakening, um, if our clients do have operation, uh, have plans to increase and expand their operations in Turkey and have um, certain competitors they would like to get ahead of, m- mergers and acquisitions could be um, could be considered uh, in this environment where f- or or uh, obtaining fixed assets as the Turkish lira is cheaper and certain such transactions could be a bit more advantageous at this moment. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Zainab. Hopefully we end on a positive note about the opportunity and the investment required. Uh, and uh, and we're looking forward to a stabilization of the situation after Nove- the November elections, hopefully. Now, in the meantime, for our clients who are looking to plan in more detail for their 2016 operations, uh, we will have a detailed report coming out in about two weeks on the, the outlook for Turkey going into next year. You can also consult our portal for the latest forecasts on things like exchange rates, consumer spending, government spending, etc. So using the latest numbers will be important given how volatile the macroeconomic situation has been. You can also take advantage of some of our management resources, for instance, strategies for expanding e-commerce in Turkey, as well as working with distributors to help them position your products um, at a higher price premium. For that and more, you can turn to our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com or you can reach out to your client relationship director. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets.